Hi listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, aka FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families will be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. Right. Are you in the house? Yeah. God is good. And all the time. Okay, so let's open our, the Bible to John 15 from the verse. Uh, let's start probably from verse 1. It says, I am the vine from the verse 1. Right? Yeah. I am the vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruits. You are already clean because of the word which I have given to you the teachings which I have discussed with you remain in me and I will remain in you just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me I am the vine you are the branches Jesus almost like I repeating himself because he knows we will miss it Amen. And obviously, repetition is for emphasis so that you don't miss it. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a, a broken off branch and withers and dies. And they gather such branches and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if you are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask. Someone say, ask. Say, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified and honored by this. When you bear much fruits and prove yourselves to be my true disciples i have loved you hmm. i thought that was the moment you go oh <laughs> i have loved you now <laughs> the man who cannot say i love you <laughs> They are not in this church. <laughs> the recent pastor said they are not in this church. Uh-huh. So send a message to the man who cannot say, I love you. That Jesus was comfortable to say, I have loved you. I have loved you. Love is not for weak people. Amen. Mm. 
Love is actually for the strong. Amen. Look at the name Love is for the strong, not for the weak. Love is for what? The strong, not for the world, not for the weak. Uh-huh. I will love you just as the Father has loved me. Jesus, Jesus is a blessed son. He has not lacked love from his father. Amen. Amen. Men, may we be the men who give love to their, their children Amen. without any hesitation. I know that some, some fathers, it's easy for them to say they love their daughters than to say they love their sons. You say with your sons, you know, Charlie, you know. <laughs> or I say, but you should know I love him. Don't don't I buy shoe for him. <laughs> but when it comes to ladies, you go all out to say those men are not in church. They are not in the farm church. I know you will be bold enough to tell your 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 sons that I love you. Hey, are you in the house? Oh men, are you in the house? Hey, this yes. <laughs> yes, I like that. Amen. Yes, it says, I have loved you as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. <clears throat> and do not doubt my love for you. If you keep my commandments and obey my teaching, you will remain in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy, so I say my joy, my joy. and delight may be in you, and that your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. Amen. Amen. I have told you these things so that what my joy and delight may be in you, that your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. Let's go to look, look to and look at the account of the birth of Jesus. Are you in the, in the house? Yeah. Yeah. True. Right. Let's start from the verse 1. It says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that the census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Queen Rhaenyros was governor of Syria. <laughs> and um, everyone went to but their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the, from the town of Nazareth to Galilee to, Ju to Judea to Bethlehem. Wow, the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David. A lot of places. <laughs> the details of scripture is why the Bible is more than just a religious book. It's a historical book. Uh -huh. 
it's a historical book. It tells you of the of detailing here that this place, when you use this road, you are going there. You can actually use the Bible's account and you can trace places. That's what, that's what um, um, archaeologists use. A lot, they use the Bible. <clears throat> anyway, so Joseph also went out from Nazareth of Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a, what, a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you what? I bring you good news. Sounds a like good news. Sounds a like good news. I bring you what? Good news. That will what? Cause what? Great joy for all the people. Today. So what's that good news? So it says, I bring you. So now he's about to tell them what that good news is. And what is that? Today in the town of David, a savior has been born. He is the Messiah the Lord. <clears throat> this will be the sign to you. You'll find him, you find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so when you look at the accounts of the birth of Jesus, as we just read, shepherds were somewhere, you know, doing their thing, you know. In life, sometimes we got to do our thing. Right? Shepherds will go um, shepherding, Right, um, take their, their, their sheep to the field, do what you got to do. Hallelujah. And as we we're busy doing their, their thing, Bible says there appeared to them um, an angel of the Lord. And they were terrified because obviously if, if, if you, you are working, and it, 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 it appears by the account that they were doing so at night or the sun was down because that's how you can the, the star and all. And so you're doing your thing and then all of a sudden something bright shows up. Obviously, you'll be terrified, right? And Bible said they were terrified and I'm sure they were about to run and they said, Charlie, you know, don't run. <laughs> I brought you a good, a, a, a good news. And what is that today? And then this is what I want to start off by saying, the way he put it. Are you in the house? Uh -huh. It says, today, it says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. I bring you good news. Someone say good news. Someone say good news. Christmas is about good news. Hallelujah. It's about what? Good news. It's about good news. Um, sometimes there are people whose life, Christmas is the most anxious time, you know, because Christmas is a time where you have to have money. You have to... Uh -huh. And so sometimes to some people, Christmas is a good, a good news time. It's like pressure. And especially also when you live in Accra, it's about traffic. It's a, <laughs> you know, sometimes, and, and in the daily grind, we lose sight of what all, this is all about. 
it's about good news. Amen. Like I said, as even earlier I said, I said, look, we have left the, uh, this season into the hands of uh, marketers, corporate organizations, to determine what this season is about. And it has become a season of great sale. You know, products must be put out there. People must be pressured and feel as if they are not okay until they have certain things. I, 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 I mean, uh-huh. Yeah, it comes with it's, to some people. It's not so much of a positive time. Um, but I came to encourage you this morning. Amen. Like the angel appeared to them and says, I bring you good news. This morning, I want to tell you, this is about good news. Amen. It's, a word. it's, it's good news. Tell about it's good news. Tell about it's good news. It's good news. It's, words, it's good news. Shake your nose and say, it's good news. The entire December, we remind ourselves that it's good news. Hallelujah. And it's to bring what? Joy. It's to bring what? Joy. It's about good news and it's to do what? It's to bring joy. Tell about it's about good news and it's to bring joy. It's to bring joy. He said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. I'll bring you good news that will cause great joy. Now, human beings want to be happy. We all want to be happy. Hallelujah. Yeah. Some of you, the pursuit of happiness is the reason why you have your girlfriend. <laughs> why you looking at me? It's not true. It's a pursuit of happiness. It's a pursuit of happiness. Hallelujah. Is the what? It's a pursuit of happiness. As some of us, so a young guy, because of the pursuit of happiness, you know, you go to school, your, your parents sent you to school, now you are smoking weed. Why? Something has told you that by the time you finish pulling that thing, or to every pool, there's some happiness inside. Hey. As some of us, some of us, um, we started drinking. Same, because we wanted happiness. Now, there's a challenge with man. Because we want to be happy, the tendency is to make happiness our main objective. But the danger is that because we are flawed, the minute we make happiness our goal, we are bound to miss it. It's because we are flawed, because the Bible makes us understand that man fell. We fell. Sin came to man. Once sin is in this nature, anything we touch, we corrupt it. So you can imagine falling man trying to be happy. Are you with me? Uh-huh. That's the reason why Christmas, which is even supposed to be a time of uh, Jesus celebration and all that, Christ is messed up. Uh, are you with me? It's, 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 it's like, um, I don't know whether you have a, 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 a typical case where a child is born and we are celebrating, and then you see some uncles who are drunk and are making a mess. It's not that the uncles are mean people. It's not that. They are nice people. But in the pursuit of happiness, they couldn't tell when the bottle, one bottle is enough. From one bottle, they went to the second bottle. 
from a second bottle, they went to a third bottle, and then all of a sudden they finished their crate. <laughs> oh, are you in the house? It's the same way the pursuit of happiness you started with, yeah. But somewhere, somehow you found that oh, you, you, your weakness and yes, it could, and then by the time you realize, right now for two years you are of the fifth woman. It's called the pursuit of happiness. Hallelujah! It's a pursuit of happiness. Sometimes a man loves his family so much that he wants them to be happy that he ends up neglecting them, not because he doesn't love them, but because he wants to make money to make them happy. It's still the pursuit of happiness. We want to be happy. But the beautiful thing about this account is that at the beginning when the angels showed up, the angels announced the objective for Jesus' coming. That is joy. Mm. At the beginning, it says, I bring you great news, which word? will be a cause of great joy. Hey. So I want to look at your neighbor next to you and say, neighbor, God wants you to have joy. Oh, shake the one next to you and say, all this is about your joy. All this is about, all this is about what? Your joy. All this is about your joy. It's about joy. The gospel is about joy. Christmas is about joy. Jesus showing up is about joy. God knows that. He knows that. He knows that. The only thing is that we have to come to a place and realize that God exists, or let me put it rather, Jesus came so that we will have joy. Jesus came that we will have joy. Sometimes when you look at the, the way Christianity and the back and forth and, and the, when the, all that about Christianity, sometimes it makes it look as if Christianity is a drag, it's duties, it's... It's working so that it's avoiding sin. Hey, make sure you don't. And the minute you fall into sin, somebody says, hey, my brother, last time I saw you smoking. Are you over? <laughs> I mean, so if Christianity becomes all about avoiding sin. But I'm telling you, Christianity, the angels told us from the beginning, it's about joy. Why didn't they announce at the beginning, I brought you good news um, for which you, you overcome sin? It's a great joy. Because everything... Overcoming sin, walking in righteousness, all those things, all when we live, we walk in it, it brings us great joy. Let's go back to John. Let's go back to John. I, I need a house. So let's go back to the scripture we read. John, what? 15. Take us back to John 15. Now, if you never knew of your, your never religious person and you just entered and, or you find this note written, how would you interpret the person who has written this? And what is the context of, the, of what he's written? Will you see Jesus as one who is a mean taskmaster? Oh, I'm, I'm asking. <laughs> Will you see the person as a mean? Some of those says, um, it says what? I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me uh, uh, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like branches that are thrown away with us, and such, and such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Hey. 
As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. As the Father has loved me, I, you, you don't look at people who have received love. As the Father has loved me, <laughs> so what? <laughs> so have I loved you. So have I loved you. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Before the angels showed up, there was, uh, before the angels showed up to announce, or before Jesus showed up, there was this, there was this rituals from one end to the other that man has to do and make sure they obey before they come to a relationship with God. As a matter of fact, the best relationship is always from afar. Before Jesus showed up, the best relationship is from afar. You dare come close, you'll be burned. <laughs> because your weakness will bring you to the fire. What are you talking about? Your weakness will draw you closer to the fire. Your imperfection, your, your failures, your sin, it will draw you closer to the fire. And Jesus shows up. And what does Jesus shows up to do? Jesus shows up to tell us there's a greater relationship to be had. Mm. There's a greater relationship to be had. And you know, Jesus didn't come and stand up and Jesus said, you guys, you know, you have to draw closer to the Father. You know, that sometimes you have somebody who stands up and tells you what to do. No, but Jesus said, look, this Father, he, I know him. He loves me. And as he has loved me, so have I also loved you. What are you talking about? As he has loved me, so I've also loved you. Mm. As the Bible even says that Jesus loved them to the very end. It means that there was no room for any more love. He completed the love for them. So when the angel said, Jesus said, I brought you good news. What is he saying? I brought you the news that the guy who is coming to connect you and give you the greatest of relationship is in town. What are you talking about? Okay. You are struggling with your relationship with somebody, and then they tell, they tell you that there's this guy, this marriage counselor, or this relationship tips guy. My God, when he gives you the tips, oh, no matter how hard the girl is, she'll say yes. No matter what are you talking about? You see, always say, she's very say, Can you give me his number? Let, let, me, let, let, me, let me reach the guy, because it looks as if he's the guy, you know. He knows everything about women, knows how to. See. And that's, that's Jesus. Jesus knew everything about. About our Father. Mm. And Jesus is the greatest connection between our Father and us. So when the angel said, I bring you good news, he said, look, at the end of this thing, there, joy is coming to you. Because you are going to be like that boyfriend who finally won the girl. Ah, I'm telling you, the way your shoulder, the way you walk in. I mean, look, just imagine the most prettiest girl the nicest. You know, the girls that when they pass by, you have to look. You are looking and see you are not looking, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> Can you just imagine that girl is in town, you know, and that girl is not in a relationship, but there's somebody who can teach you how to get that girl. And the person guarantees you, you know, more than the, 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 those that sell on the, on the trotter who sells it, when you buy it. <laughs> uh, it will work, but you know, you go and try, it doesn't work. You know, but this guy assures you that 100% failure proof. The tips I'll give you, it will work. And then he tells you because I have a relationship with him. Mm. That's Jesus. He said, this guy, this my father, I have a relationship with him. And I tell you, it is failure proof. It would work. Amen. And Jesus shows us here how we can walk into this joy. Amen. Amen. 
It says, verse 9, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Then it goes on and says, Now remain in my love. Hmm. The means to our great joy is remaining in the love of the Father. It's remaining in the love of the Father. It's not in buying more things. Because remember, I told you, the corruptness of the human nature or the weakness of the human nature rather corrupts everything. It corrupts everything. I mean, a man, a man finds a beautiful woman and marries her. That man must remain in the father's love if his, going, if his joy is going to be complete. Because if you go in the best of human efforts, you will fail. You will fail. Look, there have been men of great in, men of, with great intentions for their wives. But today, they have divorced them. Yeah. Why? I told you, because we are pursuing happiness. But along the lane, the challenge is our weakness. But what we are pursuing is already in God. It's called joy. And for us to have joy, Jesus said, stay in my love. And once we stay in his love, his joy is guaranteed. And whatever God has given to us, we're able to keep. I'm not making, I'm not making some sense. The minute you go ahead of yourself, because sometimes, you know, somebody loves a woman, says, okay, promise you, look, I'll buy the world for you. Ask some of us, I wish you could those seats, the way they've been moving around, I'll buy it for you. So that you can. <laughs> we make all manner of promises. Why? Because once we love to be happy, Sometimes a father, a father and mother will say, don't worry, I'll buy you anything. What do you need? And you go down the lane, all that they bought for their child has destroyed their child. Yeah. This morning, I came to encourage you. Jesus said, remain in my what? In my love. As the Father has loved me, now remain in my love. How do you do so? He said, look, all you got to do is keep what I've told you. Keep what I've told you. One of the things that I noticed that is very interesting for uh, interesting in our work with God is this: we lose sight of work of keeping the things God has given to us. What I mean is this: we lose sight of the words God has spoken to us. We lose sight of the word. But all God wants us to do, like a lover, just keep the things I've told you. I love you, keep it. Hold on to it. Why? Because the world seeks to take away from us that which we have received from him. So that's why he says that, look, keep my commandment. Keep. It's not so much when you hear keep my commandment here, that shall not say no. No. He says, I've come to give you the greatest command. That's love. Keep this command of love. I'm not telling somebody in the house. Remember, endeavor to remember always what, God, what Jesus has told you. That's how we remain in his love. For instance, what would it be like if a year from now, Jessica will be reminded, you know, of the things he told her, the love things he told her some days ago. What would that be like? I'm sure it will be, you know, when you watch, you watch movies and somebody has said, I've kept this for you. He said, oh, 
you've kept it. <laughs> it communicates to him that she cherishes what he has said. That's what it communicates. And guess what? Once she's keeping it, it means that she's staring the love he has for her in the heart. We are too quick to let go of Jesus' promise of love to us. That's how come our joy goes so quickly. Are you with me? Keep his commandments. Look, what God has told you that I love you. I keep the commandments. When the storms come, remind yourself that my love loves me. He loves me. Look, without we keeping these commands, these commands and this truth God has told us, we'll lose our salvation so quickly. Very soon we deny him. Yeah. We'll deny him so quickly. It's like once she forgets and another guy comes around and the guy starts using words, she'll say yes to the guy. Why? We want to be happy. Marriages are on the rocks. Some, some marriages are on the rocks because they forgot. At the altar, I love you, honey. Oh, I love you, boo-boo. I love you. <laughs> they forgot. Life happened. Troubles came. They forgot. What's the use of us talking if you're going to forget everything? Let's endeavor to remember. Shake your neighbor and say, let's endeavor to remember. Let's endeavor to remember the things that God has shown us. Tell a person, let's endeavor to remember, remember. Remember, Yeah. It says, if you keep my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I've kept my father's commands and I remain in his love. Wow. Uh, Jesus said, I remain in my father's love because I also kept his commands. I kept what my father told me. So I've told you this so that my joy then it comes. He said, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you. Now, the joy here is Jesus saying that, he's saying the joy, the same joy that I have is the same joy I'm going to give you. That's why he used my joy. Hey, not a type of joy. Look, especially in this season and as the years are coming, we need Jesus' kind of joy. We need Jesus' joy. We, need, we don't need a, a counterfeit joy called happiness. Trust me. Ah. Sometimes when I look at my work with God over the years, and still sometimes the struggles sometimes I have. So when you, I wake up in the morning, and sometimes you're feeling so sad for no reason. Or sometimes you go through something here and there, and you're unhappy, and sadness comes in. And I say, of all the knowledge that I have about God, how am I going through some of these things like that? And I realized that as for life, it keeps happening. Life does what? Life has what we call storms. They don't stop. It keeps happening. But it's my place to remember what I was told so that I keep remaining in God's love so his joy can be in me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, let's put our hands together for Jesus. Amen. So church, this morning, I just came to encourage you, we need to remember God's commands and his words he has spoken to us. The angel said, this will be of great joy. Joy to the world. A greater love has come. A greater what? 
love has come and this love is jesus if you're here you don't know jesus as lord and personal savior i want to encourage you amen it's time to know jesus let me share a testimony when i was in secondary school I went to GNCS, the university in the West. <laughs> I, I, I went through moments where I struggled depressions. And some of those times, you, you, you can't find cause, cause for it. You can't even tell why you are sad. It just comes. And you'll be just so sad. I don't know, maybe because sometimes I miss my mother's food from afar. You know, sometimes there's a dosage of banquet if you take it, you don't take it, you become sad. Some when you don't take it, you become sad. <laughs> I'm telling you, some people kinky. When you don't take kinky, the right amount within two days, three days, they will start using the words like I'm depressed. It, 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 it. <laughs> but I don't know. I was just. I felt sometimes I felt so hopeless. But, someone say but. I can tell the great difference maker in my life was my relationship with Jesus. It was secondary school actually that my relationship with God became personalized because I'm coming from a Christian home. You know, you have Christian parents, go to church back and forth. We started going to church years. We, did, we were going to church when we didn't even know where we were going to. You, you get me? I, 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 have, you, have you been through that before? Yeah, we're going to church every Sunday. They give you money and say, yeah, go. <laughs> you know, but secondary school, and I remember there was one of the moments when I cried to God. I said, God, I want these things to go away. I want to experience your joy. And trust me, when God's joy came, it has changed. And here's the other thing. It did not only change my life, I could tell, you know, somebody can feel something within you that you are not the same, but it changed my perception about the world. See, the kind of joy Jesus gives, it changes the way we look at the world. Because as for the world, there are a lot of things that God has prophesied, it will happen. There will be more trouble. Trouble is not going to stop. Those of you that are waiting for a time where Ghana, they will, they will declare trouble-free Africa, trouble-free Ghana. Please, you, 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 you might as well wait forever. Look at you and say, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Uh-huh. Black Star. <laughs> I, I, I believe Black Star trouble is self-inflicted. You have inflicted that. That one is self-inflicted. I'm sure Jesus is sitting heavy and say, I don't know what to do about that one. <laughs> because for me, the past three days, four days, I've been fine. I, I am fine. Look, I'm so blessed. Also, I just get out of my room. I said, I've just called you. And then <laughs> I've been fine till now. I, I, when I read on Facebook, I see people are struggling, are struggling to eat, to live, to make meaning out of life. <laughs> anyway, but the world ain't going to change. As a matter of fact, when you even look at some of the things that Jesus even prophesied, even sometimes it can put fear in your heart. But he said, do not be troubled. I will overcome the world. 
I believe one of the greatest properties of the joy of God is that it changes the way you look at your world. It changes. Look, the same school, the same life, the same Ghanaian, but all of a sudden, I had this upbeat attitude to life. I believe things are going to be better. Somehow, somehow, the words of Jesus became meaningful to me and true to me. And it changed my perception about life. It changed everything. As a matter when God's joy comes, you even love your enemies. Hmm. He said it. You even love your enemies. You forgive those who have wronged you. As a matter you forgive them. Tell Jesus, Jesus, please let them live long so that they can see what you are going to make out of my life. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm, I'm sad because I don't have enemies. I don't have enemies like I said, because I, I can dress and go and pass and say, see how God has made me. I don't have enemies. Those days I was a small with flat, enviable uh, tummy. Man, this one, I've gone the way of all men. <laughs> Amen. Innocent, we are waiting for yours. Your pot belly, we are waiting. <laughs> when Kofi married, the prophecy, everybody, by this time, Kofi, you are managing yours. <laughs> it's just Pastor Eric, I don't know what he has been doing. Anyway. <laughs> but it's going to change. But God can give you a different look on life. I want you to trust Jesus. Let's remain in the love of our Father. Through the storms. I don't know what 2020, 2023 is going to bring. You know, I'm not like those prophets who tell you this. No. But whatever may come, the joy of God can handle it. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord can handle it. Whatever may come, the joy of the Lord can handle it. Tell that person, whatever may come, the joy of the Lord can handle it. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Are we ready to walk in that joy? Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together. Let's rise up on our feet. Let's rise up on our feet. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.